0: Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm joined by the amazing and wonderful Michael J. Rust. And today is a, a super, super special day because we are talking about vision and why having a vision is so important. And I just wanted to share a quick uh, nostalgic, just like jump back into my childhood. So when I was a kid, I grew up in Canada. And there was a show on television called Vision On. And uh, it wasn't until Michael and I started talking about what it means to have a vision that that, sort of that thought about that television show popped back up into my mind. And as a kid, I was always fascinated because they would start the show with writing the name Vision and then a capital O-N, and then they would write the mirror reflection of it right next to it and then turn it and it would look like a frog and i was always you know i always tried to practice doing that so that i could learn and sort of see the world differently so when michael and i were having this ta- conversation about vision and what it means it popped back into my mind about this program so i looked back on the the wonderful world of the internet to find out a little bit about it and if my memory served me right and what i discovered that it was actually a British television show that was designed for deaf children which as a child I had no idea uh, that it was done Um, and they did the show live and so the concept of the show basically was that everything was either done in pantomime or without speech Uh, they encouraged the audience members to send in paintings and artwork and as the show progressed they started getting close to 12,000 drawings of children from children every week and so they had a lot of you know, limited stuff so they started inviting grandparents to come in and sift through all of the the different images but i found it so fascinating because as they were sort of really very much pioneers in different visual techniques they would do a lot of different animations and things that would really speak to uh children that were hearing impaired and i'm sure back in the days it was, i think it, it launched in in 1964 which predated my birth but it, it just uh it grew and by the time that i was able to watch it as, as a child but they used you know trick photography as a child it introduced me to what sign language was and live action It, it just sort of seeing things in a different way and I think that's really what having a vision is all about you know looking at your life and seeing things in a little bit different way so I would love to Welcome, Michael J. Ross, and who does see life in so many different and unique ways. And so welcome, Michael. I'm so excited and eager to explore this conversation with you.
1: Thank you so much. Um, You're also always awesome and fabulous to do this hour with. And, you know, the concept of vision, we had had some prior conversations about it, uh, is it's such a unique topic. And I kind of, I tie this to your imagination, vision. Imagination, uh, so we can kind of cover all the the bases. Because um, having a vision for yourself, a unique vision for yourself, your life, um, from the maybe the smallest stuff, maybe like when you uh, a vision for your day, uh, how you see your day going, uh, is uh, is important because it kind of gives you some mental pathway that you can follow, and uh, it, it sets up your energies in my view, to to focus your attention or focus your energies on various things that you'd like to do. If you, um if you uh, imagine, uh, say, envision something for yourself through the day, uh, how your day might go, uh, you can write a list down of, uh, like I do in many cases, I'll write a list of, of some things that I um, expect to happen that day. And then so I can, I can focus my energies in, in making sure that, I'm, uh, that they, they actually do happen or that they come close to happening. It's just a, a matter of focus, I guess, a focus and attention on them. Uh, with regard to my own dreams, uh, and it's important to dream, it's important to have a vision for yourself um, from that perspective of where you see yourself going. And I, I, I got to tell you, I'm one of those people – it was never one of those people who ever knew what he was going to do. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I'm 64 years old. I'm still saying that. I don't know what I'm. 64 I don't know what years I'm gonna young. Do with the yeah, yeah. 64 <laughs> years young. 64, 64. Six. I, I. Sometimes I just tell people, you no, know, I, I. just. I've six decades. That's all. Sixty it, it seems to be less. You know, <laughs> I've had six decades on this planet, and and uh, I. I am still asking myself where I'm going. I'm still, you know, dreaming about being somewhere and uh and, and looking at how all the bits and pieces of my life uh up to this point the experiential wisdom and all of that the experiences fit together to um help me accomplish you know my particular mission here and my soul's mission my soul's purpose uh it, it, i didn't know what i was going to do for for three decades three and a half decades of my life from a career perspective until i was 27. I was in school. I was in college. I had no idea. I, I, <laughs> I went in as a business major. <laughs> Said, I don't know what the heck I want to do. I don't want to be an accountant. I don't want to be just an administrator. I don't know how this will play out. But I'll go through the motions of getting this, this, these particular uh, classes under my belt, and maybe I'll figure it out. And I think the biggest challenge for many young people today is that they're being, in my view, forced to make decisions about the rest of their life, uh, at a moment in, in their lives when they are just discovering who they are. And it's, it can be a big challenge to to say, I'm going to be a doctor or I'm going to be a lawyer or I'm going to be a mechanic or I'm going to be this, uh, trade or college, and, and I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. With, if, if you are unaware of what your gifts and talents are, you're not tapped into them, you haven't figured out what brings you a, a deep sense of satisfaction in your life, it is. It can be a challenge to create a vision for yourself over the long term, and I was just kind of letting things unfold, uh, kind of floating through life to and and, and seeing uh, how the pieces kind of fit together. And I can look back on it now, and it all makes it all makes perfect sense as to why I was driven to guided to one place or another, and uh, the people I met. And how one of those particular people in in particular helped me um, develop the career I've had for the last thirty eight years um, and you know I think we were I, I was I was watching something the other day, and this is kind of what it, what sparked this 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 conversation about vision, and that is that you don't know everybody wants to put the nail in the coffin. They want, to, they want to know exactly what the dimensions are, what the the depth is. They want to know all the little particulars before they can step into, uh, step forward. And really life is about having a peripheral vision of what you want to do, and then stepping into the unknown. You have to step into the unknown. You have to step off the cliff and trust yourself. Have faith that you will land. You know, it's... Um, uh, it's, it's just a, a, a faith in, in yourself, a, a belief in, in your ideals or your, your, what's coming to you, your vision, so to speak, for the future. It's important to do that because sooner, because if you're, if you're not engaging in something uh, that you uh, – engaging in the unknown or, or taking a risk, you really aren't giving yourself the full opportunity to experience your life and to evolve way beyond the person you are today. Would you agree?
0: Oh, so, so, so much. So when you were speaking about that, Michael, I, I think about all of, you know, what came to mind is actually your photography because you take photo- photographs from your mirror. And when I think about that, it's like objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. So mm-hmm. oftentimes <laughs> there are things that, It's just shifting that perspective yeah you're going forward but there's things that are going on in your periphery that if you just expand that focus and it's sort of like speed reading right if you if you're (laughs) reading word by word by word versus whether you're reading blocks of words and also what you're comprehending so I believe that when you have a vision you can uh, you have a large vision but you can also chunk it into smaller goals smaller attainable goals that so you don't get discouraged because no matter what it is in our day we are all going to come up with some sort of roadblock <laughs> I don't care what it is and sometimes uh, you know you can laugh about it later I just uh, had a A challenge with a poor guest uh, that was staying with me and I said to her um, she had just an awful thing that unfolded in her life and I said you know I know it things seem very challenging right now but if you look back I'm sure a year from now you'll see exactly why the universe arranged things the way that they did and I think that when you can do that and when you're setting a vision or you're setting a goal Uh, there comes you you have different measurements of success but success is defined by what it means to you and not and I think that's what's so important is that you have to when you set a, a goal or come up with and define your vision of what you want in your life it has to do again with you and what how do you define that and what is important to you not the consensus of the group and you come up with this vision and say okay <laughs> what do you think about this hey Michael and and maybe the there are some insights people can share with you but ultimately it has to be what's coming from inside you so that it can propel you onto a bigger journey and I think that that's what is so so important Um I, I wanted to ask you, Michael. There was a, a quote that I read, and it was so funny because it said, "Vision is the ability to close your eyes and imagine a future that doesn't exist. It's the ability to see beyond the mess that might be in front of you, to abstract away from it and clean it up and see a better future that doesn't yet exist." And I just, I thought that was so interesting, and it made me think of uh, fear because in fear one of the teachers that I studied with he always said that it was a hallucination and I think that sometimes the obstacles that we put before us are almost like that a hallucination and I'd be interested Mm -hmm. to see do you have any thoughts on how to dissolve uh, any any blocks that might be keeping people from
1: their mission or their vision well yeah and before I do though I want to we you know, it, it, it helps me when I'm writing, uh, writing a podcast or writing a book or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on a specific topic like, you know, imagination or like vision or whatever. It helps to go back and get the definition of what, um, what it is. And so, let me just put forth the definition of imagine. Okay, a form Fantastic. of mental image, a form of mental image or concept of as in, I couldn't imagine that she expected to tell them, okay? I couldn't imagine, uh, I imagine a road trip from Philadelphia to Chicago, okay? You kind of envision it. The second um, aspect of that is believe. Believe, something unreal or untrue to exist before, um, exist to be, or to be so. You have to form that mental image, that mental image, then you have to combine it with belief, OK, it, it believe it exists uh, before it, it actually does. And the, and the second aspect of this is suppose or assume as far as, as, far as the definition. Um, here's a word they give the line they give After Ned died, everyone imagined that Mabel would move away. Right. So mm-hmm. just suppose, just suppose. Imagine to outwit the uh, Imagine, that's basically the line they use, I find an example of, of just suppose. Suppose, you, you, we, we use this kind of verbiage, just suppose this happened, just suppose that happened. Imagine this or imagine that happened in your life. How would you feel? What would you do? Um, what what would, what energy, how, how would it, what kind of energies would it would it produce in you? You know, what would you think about that? You know, how would you respond if that happened? And so, when it comes to blocking and removing blocks that uh, to your imagination, I think about how when we grew up as children, we had a, 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 a man a highly expansive, infinite imagination for things. Right? We imagined mm-hmm. things that weren't real were real. We played with imaginary things. We had such a great time. And then at some particular point. Uh, our, uh, those we respected, parents, grandparents, whoever, um, shut it down. They shut it down. And so now it, it's like, no, that doesn't exist. You've got to get, get into the real world. It's, it, everything has to be factual, right? Every, everything has to be evidence-based. And the the conflict with that is that when we become aware later in life, uh, hopefully we do become aware that we are the creators of our own reality. As we were doing as children, we were creating our own reality as, as children. And if we had just been able to carry that on, imagine where we'd be. However, very few of us have are, are able to continue that because to step into the real world of education and doctrine, indoctrination, I should say, into society, the imagination has to be shut down because we have to, uh, our world uh, needs compliance in order to operate and function. If if you have uh, 300 million people imagining all over the place, uh, who would go to work from eight to five, right? Um, who would? How would the the, the wheels of, of of government turn? How would anything happen? So we have to get back to being able to imagine or envision something for ourselves. And we, start small. I always say, start small. You know, start small about, uh, like you mentioned, uh, you mentioned something a few moments ago that I didn't write down as far as how you, you begin. If you, if you uh, want to start using your imagination again, imagine something simple during the day. And I'm, that might be, for me, it might imagine a way for me to help someone in my business right mm-hmm. you pose a question and then you you expand on that question in your mind with no limits with no limits and the the this is the the major issue that people do is they they get caught up in the how how does this happen forget about the how you know <laughs> Uh, Asara Lovejoy had a great book, uh, The One Command, and uh, one of the major keys to being able to manifest what you want in life is to be able to sidestep the how. We have to sidestep the how. That is where we all become tripped up. You know, you imagine something brilliant for yourself. You imagine yourself, um, I don't know, I'll just throw this out there, winning a the lottery. Okay? Uh, and I remember a gentleman up in the Northeast who not only won a million dollars once, but he won a million dollars twice in three years. And when interviewed, he, about, hey, did you ever think you'd ever win? He says, absolutely. He says, this is what I imagine for myself every day. He says, I see myself winning. He was so absolutely confident. He was so confident that his, what he had imagined was real. That for him it was you create this resonance right this resonance for yourself you if your state of being what you're thinking and feeling at the time creates a state of being it creates a and that state of being is actually the same thing as a frequency it creates a frequency so you have that frequency that you're resonating and you and I uh, we're, were talking about a, a, a video that I hope we're going we're to put a link to this video in our description because you have to that one about the gentleman from Austria um, and its it's about When you, when you resonate, resonance becomes the physical. Your resonance can become the physical, what you're resonating. You know, what you're, what you're thinking about imagining, what you were imagining, the energy that you put into it becomes your state of being that resonates a frequency and that frequency can become real. It's a fascinating (laughs) twister, so to speak. Um, oh,
0: absolutely.
1: It, it is. It, you, you, you'll sit there. It's a conundrum, I guess, when you think about it. It, it can be. You sit around, and you think about this, and you go, wow, I want to be the best swimmer in the world. If I cannot envision myself being the best swimmer in the world, and I can't feel what it would be like to be the best swimmer in the world, and I don't see myself finishing first in, the, in all the heats, and in the final, if I don't see myself doing that, how am I actually going to be able to do it? Right. It's, it's part of the building block of, of achieving a goal, a dream, or intention. You have to envision. You have to imagine mm-hmm. yourself. Put yourself in that first person, in that scene. And this is what trips people up because they get caught right. up in the how details. But how am I going to get to that point? Or how am I going you know what? Your state of being, your resonance, your, what you're imagining and what the energy created from that creates the circumstances that help you get there. Right. All you have to do is be alert. Then you have to, there's a big key, you've got to be alert to what's going on around you. You've got to have that, as we're talking about, peripheral vision to be able mm-hmm. to see the things and see the big picture of how things are coming together around you. Because if you ask the universe. Basically, imagining is asking the universe to produce this for you. Creating a vision for something is actually doing just that. You are putting it out there. You add feeling. You add energy to it. You add purpose. You add belief, faith in yourself that everything will work out the way it needs to. Now, it it may not work out exactly the way that you envisioned. In many cases, as I'm sure people have heard, it could be perhaps Greater. Mm-hmm. that you envision, right? And so you have to allow that latitude. You have to be able to, to not box yourself in. And so it's the, uh, or get caught up in the details. Getting caught up in the details creates doubt. Right. Doubt is the killer of intentions, goals, and dreams. Doubt. That's just doubt. You have to have zero doubt. You have to have, have complete faith and belief in yourself. And then Remain aware and alert to what's around you that, that is manifesting to help you get there. And years ago, back in the, when I was in my twenties, I, I was basically focused on seeing myself being in a place where I could make, uh, you know, back then it was all about, uh, being able to buy a house and, and, uh, create a life and the whole nine yards. And I figured to do that, I'd need about $100,000 a year in income. And I was making 19. And so I'm going, got to get from 19 to 100. So I need an opportunity. I need to manifest an opportunity. I need to, have, have to envision myself doing something, being in a position where I have an infinite ability to, to create the, the wealth that I wanted, to accumulate the wealth I wanted for myself in a way that helped people. Because I'm not the kind of person that would want to you know, beg, borrow, and steal to make $100,000 a year. I, that, the morals, it doesn't fit with my ethical and moral nature. Mm-hmm. And I hope it doesn't fit with most people in the world that were listening to this program. <laughs> was, you know, like, like, you know, because that always comes back to bite you. I, I, I learned oh, something is, early really? on. Yeah, if you tell even the, the, the slightest fib to, to, to get something, to, to mm-hmm. get somebody to do something, if you lie to somebody, um, tell a half-truth, at some point in your life, it's going to come back to you. If, you, if someone else is involved, if you, if you uh, were greedy and you told a, 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 a white lie, a full-on lie to actually get somebody to move in a certain direction so that you could make money, so you could benefit in some way, it's going to come back to haunt you. And even if it's not involving money, if it's involving relationships, if you set up a relationship in the context of a lie, it will eventually explode mm-hmm. or implode. The whole situation will do just that. It's best to be completely and totally honest. You know, it's, it's interesting. We, we, we're going to do eventually a show about relationship, but I always like to throw relationship in because relational connection is the foundation of absolutely everything uh, that we do in life. And it's the, it, in my view, it's the purpose for why we are here. Relational connection helps us evolve. It helps us grow beyond who we were yesterday and who we are today. Mm -hmm. And I told somebody the other day who was in a a relationship quagmire. I told him, I said, look, I said, you're half my age and you have to learn this. You have to learn that in relationship, communication is the key. If you're establishing a relationship, you have to communicate. You have to let them know where you're coming from, and you have to ask them where they are coming from. This is not a difficult conversation. And you have to do this before you become intimate. Best to do it then. Because the problem then is that you, your intimacy is a, I'm not even thinking of the word right now, but it's a, it's, it's an implication of something greater than what you perhaps are willing to give. And you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you are causing somebody else distress because you weren't honest about where you were in life. Now, if you're in a situation where things unfold, you're, you're, you're going to let things unfold, you're fully open, fully willing, and you want to find out if this is something that, that is purposeful and meaningful and can last, that has legs, then great. However, if you were in a situation Whatever you're feeling, you need to communicate it. There's a way of doing that. Unfortunately, our schools don't teach the art of communication. And in my view, that's the most important uh, skill that we can learn. If relational connection is the foundation of our evolution, we need to be able to communicate with people. And somehow that gets lost in the mix. Yeah, you can write, you get an A in English, but that doesn't mean that you can communicate how you feel to another person. I, I, it boggles my mind that this doesn't exist in our world today. It has that it's not seen as being valuable, but it is the most valuable skill that you can that you can actually obtain. And I call it um, in a, in relational diplomacy. Relational diplomacy, where you can talk mm-hmm. to someone in a not a you frame of mind, but a me, but a, a, and not an I do this, I do that, and not you do this, you do that, more like this is how this makes me feel when this happens. You know, I don't like to feel that way, so I make sure that I move in this way. You know, it's it's people people have arguments, and you're throwing fire on, to be uh, gasoline on the fire when you're talking about. I do this, you do this, you do that. I, I don't like it when you do this, instead of talking about yourself. And so, anyway, that's a little relationship tangent, but it's all kind of interconnected. And because people do envision, the person I was speaking to was was wanting a deep and abiding relationship. And I said, okay, I said, sit down and imagine the perfect mate for you. Can you do that? He couldn't do it. He couldn't relate to what I was talking about. You gotta sit down and imagine the kind of feelings you want to have when you're with someone. Can you do that? You know, can you envision? Not what this person looks like, because looks aren't the thing. Mainly it's how you want to feel when you're with someone. When you're sitting there, snugging with them on the couch, watching a movie together. How, does, how, do you, how would you feel if that happened? The feelings you connect with, are going to generate the resonance, the frequency that's going to then help manifest that feeling, that situation in your life. And, it, and I'm t- sitting here telling him, I'm giving you these pearls, these nuggets of wisdom, this this gold that you can go out and buy the world with. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're and you're you're hooked on the drama. You're 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 he, he he's hooked in drama. He's drama runs his life. From one thing to another, and we must be willing to sit down and meditate and envision and during that meditation ourselves and whatever wildest dreams that we actually have for ourselves. Gosh, I love doing that. Don't you? <laughs> Come on, tell me. I, I know you do. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I think.
0: I I think back to when you were speaking about. <clears throat> What what is possible? And, and that going back to that video, they reminded me of Roger Bannister and the four minute mile. And before that, they said it's physiologically impossible that anybody could run the four right. minute mile. And then after he achieved that, all of a sudden, it's sort of like the 100th monkey. <laughs> it became possible and people were doing all sorts of amazing athletic feats. Um, there's right. a woman that is, I believe she's 91 now, she's a gymnast, and to watch her is phenomenal. To see what this woman can do with her physical body at age 91, I have to applaud her because her vision of herself, I would imagine, includes not going into decline. Uh, I think so much of what we see in the media, you reach a certain age and then you're expected to go into decline. Um, I Mm -hmm. practice it with my animals uh, for instance my one dog i have yeah. him at the doggy chiropractor today so he was at the vet about a week ago and a six it was over six months ago he was diagnosed uh, one doctor said he had cushing's and then another doctor said he had thyroid and somebody said he was going into kidney failure and he's a senior what they call a senior and he's uh 14 oh, yeah. and they expect him mm-hmm. you know this is just part of the aging process so or thank them for the information. And I do what I do, and I call him my puppy, and I give him lots of kisses, and lots of love, and lots of nutrition, <laughs> and follow with the holistic things that I knew. And we went last week and got his blood work back, and it's perfect. Perfect. That's no awesome. issues awesome. whatsoever. Um, no kidney, oh. lots of kidney function. All of his values have reversed themselves. And so now, I just, when I see him, I'm like, hey, puppy, uh, guess what? You have perfect blood work. You have perfect blood. I just tell him that. I reaffirm that to him every day. That's my vision for him. And, and the vet asked me, he said, well, what do you expect with your dog? And I said, you know, my deal with him is I will support him on his journey. And when he doesn't want to be here anymore, he can either let me know or he can check out. But if exactly and I, but i see it for so many individuals they they see themselves not well um whether you're you know the vision that you want for yourself is wholeness happiness wellness i go back to what what is it that we think um what do we believe i love that you brought that up michael because uh when i was a i <laughs> we still have to wear masks certain places and on the front of my mask is the word believe And I just I forget sometimes that it says that but it's sort of way I want to put my face forward my foot forward. I want to put myself into that belief, whatever it is, (laughs) I know that things can change and I get a little stubborn sometimes and that's the Norwegian side of me. Um, But if I believe something is possible, I will do everything I can in within my power, legally, ethically, uh, to achieve those goals just to, just as you had said mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. if you look back at the way the atomic model was taught it was proton electron neutron everybody learns that model and then it shifted and now they understand that it's a series of concentric circles that sort of pulse and vibrate and and it goes along with that whole theory of, you know, vibrance and resonance and things change. And just because something's in a, in a textbook doesn't mean it's so. And so when you utilize that power of the imagination, things shift. And it went from uh, particle physics now to quantum physics. Now uh, the whole Physics is just completely blowing my mind about like non-reality <laughs> physics. I I can't quite understand, but I do understand that at one time people thought there was nothing faster than the speed of light, and and right. then they found there were tachyons that actually go faster than the speed of light. And how can that be possible? Uh, but if you look at anything and and light, just like everything else, is both a particle and a wave. And when you have that within those little tiny particles that reflect light and what I, I, I don't know anybody who has gone through life that hasn't seen a prism as it's reflected mm-hmm. through light through a window mm-hmm. or a rainbow. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you look at that, I, there's, we don't see the particles that make up that rainbow, but we see all of these beautiful colors and we're enchanted by how wondrous it is. But in and you Matt, you absorb the beauty and, and you like wow you know I, I you want to find the end of that rainbow and that would maybe be your your vision right but right as those particles rearrange or you're driving down the road maybe that rainbow's not visible anymore does it mean that it's not there for somebody else or does it mean that it doesn't exist no it's still mm-hmm. there and I think that's the, the thing with a vision when you have a vision it's like that Rainbow. What? Where? How do things arrange? How do you, how do you choose to see? What colors are most uh, poignant to you? What do they, you know, vibrate and and inspire you the most? Um, I, I just, and I think too, when you have, and this goes back to a lot of the older teaching. You know, there is no beginning and end. At the end of the day is the sunset, but eventually there'll be a sunrise. And within that time frame, there is darkness, right, between the mm-hmm. sunset and the sunrise. And but it's still there's wondrous stars. And I was just watching something, uh, and it was oh my goodness! It was about the Polynesians and how they were amazing navigators. Um, they right. were they they traveled at night. They used mm-hmm. the stars to get where they were going, and they i think they the the this little sh- short that I watched was on an island it was about a Pitcairn island where there's only forty people that live there, <laughs> and it was sort of the mm-hmm. people that landed there were the survivors from bounty. on the bounty right right mm-hmm. and there was i think uh you know they kind of kicked Cap- captain Captain off but they went to this island and burned their ship and they Had to make things work. And I, I, first of all, that wasn't even in my consciousness until I watched this little video about how, and it was just fascinating to me uh, the flora and the fauna, and that this whole world exists beyond what I can even see. And it makes me want to travel there. They said it's not easy to get there, it takes like four days and (laughs) lots of jumping over hoops. But now I have a vision of some other place I'd like to travel to. I don't yeah, know when it's it. going to happen or how I'm going to get there. But that's that's a new little blip on my radar because I would love to experience that. I'd love to experience what it's like to be in, in a space where it takes three months to get supplies and see wondrous things and see how people forge uh, a new path. It It's just it's fascinating to me. But I love that. I thought, I'm like, I have to learn more about this navigating at night by the stars and, thinking about you know the because the the pacific seas are not calm and to be able to be doing that mm-hmm. and and they didn't have the Polynesians i'm sure didn't have big vessels i think they traveled in wooden things uh, it's just it's it's a new area of exploration for me but um
1: yeah, it is. yeah so the, the whole so michael what
0: yeah i would say like for you like if you were uh, envisioning a rainbow and all of the magic that it brought into your life what what would you see as um the direction or where would it take you in your travels i guess is what i'm asking i'm
1: not articulating
0: <laughs> well i apologize
1: it's about it's are about where where is it in the world that i would like to go I see myself going and imagine yeah. myself being okay. yeah um it's funny because i told you i set up a vision board um for myself <laughs> something I've been meaning to do for years uh, and I had given it a lot of thought and I started putting together things for it and I read a lot of travel magazines Kananas and and uh, um, and uh, the other travel magazine and um, I, I read about a lot of places and some of those places I've been some of them I've been close to but never got there I, I really I'm fascinated with uh, with Egypt uh, Egyptology mm-hmm. Uh, Very fascinated by. uh, I just I just bought a. We just bought airline tickets to go to Turkey again next uh, September uh, fifth, 2023. Yeah, uh, that would be the fourth time I'm going back. Uh, However, the first time I'm seeing some places I haven't seen in 50 years uh, to see how much they've grown. And there are um, three archaeological sites that I'm going to visit that I have never been to. Uh, that wow. are um, yeah that are that just fascinate the heck out of me um and because i'm 'm fascinated by uh the greco Roman culture uh the art mm-hmm. that was created, the mosaics, and um, there's a city uh there's a city over there uh that I meant to look up for somebody and i haven 't done it yet uh that is uh, north of Syria, about an hour and a half to something like that, north of Syria, in the in the in the mid portion off the uh, Mediterranean, that is has the biggest street mosaic in the world.
0: Wow! And
1: yeah, and they built this beautiful hotel above it. I mean, a modern oh gosh, structure. rather
0: be magical. Wow! <laughs>
1: yeah, so you've got this yeah glass walkways that walk around this thing and you can see it I and uh, i want to bribe <laughs> I wanna bribe the the archaeologist in charge to be able to take off my shoes and walk down in the on the street um, and mm-hmm. uh, give us a give us a personal tour of of this uh this long street that is underneath this uh, that this hotel is built on top big glass building absolutely beautiful wow.
0: and uh that, is,
1: that even exists yeah it's such a it's it's one of the most complete if you the think most of it will you thing.
0: will you send me oh, the name thing. and then i'll i'll put a link up for our listeners i would love to, to learn yeah about the it. um I love the idea of the glass and the color of, i mean it's almost like a they brought a rainbow onto the street <laughs> right
1: yeah it's uh yeah i mean it's it's it, um <laughs> uh it's one of those things that you um, you think about and you go, wow, I'd like to go there. And that's really how it, how it happens, you know. I mean, you, you – otherwise, how if you can't envision it, envision yourself, you know, being there and making it happen, it, it won't. The, the city is – hold on just a second. The city is called uh, – hang with me just a second. Nope, it's not Antioch. Um on just a second. Uh, yeah, the city the city is in the southern portion. I will uh I will um figure out I, will, I that almost saw it. So, nice. I so what are,
0: <laughs> yeah, what are I the almost other saw two something. sites that that you uh, are intrigued by?
1: One is the other one is is called Göbekli which is a uh Gobeg-le-tepi is a uh is the oldest. Oh, it's called Antakya. Antakya, A N T A K Y A, Antakya. And uh, it's uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful, vibrant city, and uh, it's got this, this particular thing. Now, the other one is, is near us, this place called San Lurfa, two kilometers, kilometers out of San Lurfa, which is, which is northeast by about, I'd say, an hour's drive, uh, hour, hour and a half drive, not even that maybe, from uh, Antakya and it's gobekli tepe is the oldest settlement it's it's the oldest um settlement being excavated right now it's uh 12 to 15,000 years old uh mm-hmm. where we're talking about a settlement that has uh carvings and um it's there's mounds there it's sort of like a stone hinge kind of thing they 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 carved these uh, beautiful 15-foot-high uh, um, uh, blocks, and out of uh, a, a quarry, and uh, drug them however, whatever the distance was, and and uh, it's one of the oldest settlements being excavated right now in the world, uh, where there was uh, active, known um, written language. However, it is so advanced and astrologically advanced on top of that, you know, because things are all set up with the stars coordinated with the stars but it's a mound the one mound and there are 15 other mounds that they haven't even they're, they're not going to get to for for, for decades
0: uh, when you're the, thinking the, about the, it i get shivers on my arms and uh, my legs there's something really
1: special about that place i'm just yeah I'm there is <laughs> i just want to walk i just want to walk around it and get a get a get an archaeological view of it um i've seen it several times and i've uh in documentaries and I'm sure National Geographic has been there. But, you know, it's it's interesting because it all starts, as, as I said in the beginning, you know, overcoming hurdles. It's a challenge for most people to think about getting on a flight and traveling 15 hours to another country and, and uh, getting around that country. And, you know, there's a way of doing it. You contact a travel agent who lives in that country. That's what, you, that's what I did this time because we've got so many different places we need to coordinate. We need to coordinate all the transportation between these various places, right? What's the best way to do it? So I connected with a travel agent who would help me, help us. There's four of us going. Uh, make the connections. We tell them where we want to go and we work out the timing and the connections and all of that and the guides that we would need to uh, be able to get the historical perspective because you really want to get a guide who can bring it to life. It's it's really important. Uh, there's that word vision again, who can give you the vision of what the place was and mm-hmm. uh, what, was, what was happening. Mm-hmm. I've done that with Ephesus twice already, and it's, it's spectacular. Um, and so start small. I mean, envision yourself going, envision yourself going to, uh, you know, if you've never, the average person in the United States, and I know this is a worldwide show, and I don't think it's any different for most countries, but the average person in the United States in their entire lifetime never travels more than 75 miles from where they were born. 75 miles. That's it. And so that makes everything outside of that 75-mile barrier question mark. And mm-hmm. it also means that you're developing your perceptions about everything outside of 75-mile radius. You're developing your perceptions via something that is third-party. It's not firsthand which means that's how you're perceiving your world is through information that others are telling you and your informational source, whatever that is. Um, and we all know that news tends to focus on the negative more than the positive. Uh, and uh, to the point where you might not want to leave your 75 mile barrier because you're thinking, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it's so bad out there. And it really isn't. The, the world isn't bad. And uh, yeah. I, when I travel, yeah, I mean, when I travel, I, I, the last thing I envision is myself having problems. Myself being in the middle of something. I don't want that energy around me. I don't want to project that energy outward. I've never been pickpocketed. I've never had a problem with anything in any of the travels that I've had. However, I, not only do I not envision that I envision things going perfectly, I envision where I'm going and that I have assistance from, you know, whatever my angels and guides that I, you know, I remain alert, I remain aware, and I um, ask questions and stay away from places that have been known to uh, have negativity involved with them. In other words, the, the the part of town that could be the most challenging. No, we just don't go there. You know, it's it's not it's not worth the risk. However, uh, most of what what I what we do in terms of of, of traveling is just. Stay alert, stay positive, and, you know, plan where you want to go. And then sometimes don't plan where you want to go. Sometimes you just mm-hmm. walk into an area of town and you just start looking around and start walking around and go into stores and you talk to people and you sit down and have a coffee or a tea and and talk to the – you know you never know who you might meet. We meet people from all over the place uh, who come to do the same thing. And you you it's so much fun to meet people who are fellow travelers and And make that connection, does it mean I mean we've been sitting down, and i've been invited. come on, stay with us in wherever uh, hall England, or oh, whatever for you know? sure. like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're like, yeah, okay um <laughs> we'll we'll give that some really good thought <laughs> because we got you know we're busy and everything, but you never can tell. people are so gracious we invite people down to our house all the time, you know that we meet uh who who are are either coming to the United states and And when when Europeans and people from around the world come to the United States, they come for about four four or five weeks because the the country is huge. We go to there for a week, 10 days and don't really get to step into the comfort zone with the place. We don't get to relate to people. And it's all about going on a bus from one place to another and seeing a thing and then going back to the hotel, eating, whatever, and getting on a bus again and going to see a thing. Um, but the real, the real depth, the real treasure is, is, is the people that, that live in those places. And luckily I've, mm-hmm. I've had the ability to, to be in Germany and stay there and live there for a while and, and actually meet people and, and, uh, go to places, the non-touristy places and connect, especially at a golf course. I had a great time playing golf in Germany. Um, and I met so many wonderful, wonderful people. I joined a club for a while, uh, and, uh, got to meet a lot of people. And I got to be the, you know, it's really, it, here's something that, that's always interesting. And I told this story in, in my audio book, uh, Zero Adversity, and I think I probably told it on the show. I'm African American. I'm black. So the places that I go in the world, generally, uh, I grew up going to places and living places in the world where we were the only black family. And so I have always kind of considered myself as I traveled sort of an ambassador for the U.S., and um, so uh, for other African-Americans that are out there. And so I always, I, I, am, I am literally, in most cases, I'm telling you I'm going to go to Turkey for, for 12 days and I'll be the only black person from America that is in any of the places I ever go to. And really? it's because, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, it's The, the places that, I, that we're going to go, uh, we'll go to a couple of popular places, uh, and you, know, you may see some other people traveling through Ephesus or uh, through Cappadocia, because Cappadocia is the place where they have a hundred balloons a morning that go up, a hundred hot wow. air balloons that go up every morning over over Cappadocia. It's absolutely beautiful. And when I went there 50 years ago, there were no balloons. And and it's odd wow. that that the person the person we know that retired over there, a young lady retired over there uh, on a coastal city in a coastal city, because it's very inexpensive to live there. She retired over there uh, from, from where we live, my girlfriend's best friend. And uh, she actually house sat for the gentleman who started the whole ballooning thing in Cappadocia. That's fun. He had the first balloon. Now there are hundreds every morning that go wow. up That's And amazing. at sunrise. And it's, it's the most beautiful sight. If you just look up Cappadocia, Turkey. So now I've got will see something balloons. else
0: on my, <laughs> my. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. I'm you. know what I, you. I absolutely love about this conversation is is and this is another word that we've spoken about is passion. Because as you're speaking about the things that you are excited about doing and the things in your vision, you have a passion about, and you can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. Another thing that we talked about, and and it just it it's what brings things to life. It's that mm-hmm. passion. It's that curiosity. It's that wanting to achieve something for yourself that you may not have ever even dreamed of before. And that's what I, I love about vision as well. Is that it is not a constant. It doesn't have to be static. It Just because you put something down, doesn't mean it can't shift and change. And I, I, you know, and that, that's what I I love about. Visioning, envisioning, revisiting, vision on, um, and I'm going to have to go back through some of the shows. But there are moments in time, and I think we capture them. And I love that about Instagram because our audience. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you. We have some listeners from Slovakia and India, and uh, from Saint Vincent, and all throughout the United States and Canada, and uh, from other parts of the world as well. But when I I I see different people come onto our Instagram page and I always like to go to their pages if they like what we we are posting and it gives me their images are to me are moments in time that give me an insight and a view into their world and what's going on and think it it opens up new horizons for me it just to be Mm -hmm. able to see what's going on in the world someplace else and think oh my gosh i may not ever have an opportunity to travel there but i can ask you questions about it and there's a a Mm -hmm. gentleman from mexico that posted the most fantastic images from the day of the dead parade and i thought oh my gosh look at this this is so beautiful Mm -hmm. there's so many things that i've never even imagined existed and that's really what it is i think when you have a vision you grasp on to something that is personal something that you want for yourself something that you imagine whether it be in your experience or your in your knowledge or something that you want to seek out and it's that ability it doesn't it a lot of this stuff doesn't even exist yet and, and I'm sure for those scientists that thought about these concentric circles of <laughs> the model of the electron, going from the model of the electron neutron proton these little you know, things that spun out. now it's this pulsation and to me the pulsating model works so much better because it goes right into the subject of vibration and resonance and, and what it is and, and I think that vision having a vision is sort of like a roadmap. map you know you're you're here and you want to get there you might decide to stop for lunch in a couple other places and you know maybe you get a flat tire but think about all the different people you wouldn't have met if you didn't have that flat tire and and that's really what i love about the whole the whole process and uh we're i'd love to hear michael you know because you do you have so much passion and and how you utilize passion to to bring forth your vision into a reality um, and I'll let you close out the show because we're coming to like, close to that but um, coming to so close I, just in case I, yeah
1: I, I, when you were talking about passion the thing that came across my mind interestingly enough is not necessarily me but um, our listeners out there who have to ask himself ask themselves what they're passionate about what what makes them enthusiastic about living and uh, and to take a moment. To take a journal and just kind of write down some of those things, and because it's good to to design your life around what you're passionate about. It's good to, and and the reason for that is that happiness, your own innate happiness, uh, flows forth from deep within you when you experience the satisfaction of uh, the of realizing your what you imagine, what, what your vision is for yourself, what you're, what you're impassioned by. Uh, even just talking about it, being involved in it. I know, um, uh, just a quick little story, uh, 30-second story, a friend of, of my girlfriend's is, uh, does um, scrapbooking. She has a scrapbooking business. And she has a big scrapbooking mm-hmm. event at Disney World every year. And women from all over the, the country and some of them outside of the country come to, to Orlando to uh, about 200, 200, 250 of them. They come and they meet for uh, five days of scrapbooking. And the scrapbooking place is open 24-7. There's food. Uh, there's, there's fellowship. There's conversation. It's when a bunch of people come together and they participate in something that they're extremely passionate about or impassioned by. And, you know, when you, the, 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 Deep connection that you that you get from talking with other people, connecting with other people who have who also have uh, uh, a love of what you're, of what makes you, um, of what you're passionate about, is is one of the most amazing things. I would do that when I go to jazz festivals. Jazz, I love, mm. I love smooth jazz, and I've been going to smooth jazz festivals since 1988. And every time, uh, it's it's wonderful to get 2,000 people or 10,000 people in a place all at the same time gathered for four days, five days, that have a, a gift that, from all walks of life, that have one thing in common. They love what they're hearing. They love that music. And uh, it's, 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 it's wonderful. Everything just falls away. Whatever problems you have in your life, they fall away. Um, and, and the happiness and the joy and the smiles that you get. And this is what people have to do. You have to I encourage our listeners to whatever it is that they are passionate about, connect with other people who have the same passion and because that connection will take you farther in terms of your own personal growth, your own personal evolution, and it will ignite uh, happiness, uh, a flame of happiness inside of you that, that has been there all along, but it will make it brighter uh, in ways that you could now never imagine. It's just, it's beautiful to see. So um, keep envisioning, keep imagining, Uh, start small and then build. Just envision the grandest thing possible for you and then share, make sure that if you're, if you have kids, that you instill that in them as well to basically imagine the grandest vision for themselves always. Winning a game, winning everything, right? Uh, If they're playing uh, a sports of any particular kind, if they're participating in something, imagine themselves experiencing the highest level of whatever that is and believing in themselves and having the faith that they can actually get there whether they do or not isn't important because they'll learn a lot along the way that can help them make even make other visions uh, a, a greater reality for themselves okay and that's kind of that's what i like to say keep imagining
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's beautiful thank you so much <laughs>
0: Couldn't have said it better. And uh, thank you all, and thank you to Jesse at the station. Um, we we're so excited. Thank and, you. and looking forward to to our next
1: uh Our next conversation. It's
0: coming yeah. down yeah, the pipe. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, and keep your passion alive and, and know that your vision is just uh, closer than the end of the rainbow. That's all I can say. That is so true.
1: <laughs> thank yep. you.
0: Yep. I have an awesome week.
1: You too.